Welcome to season five of Moments with Moni, also known as the Blogger Domestic Lady. Join your host Moni for practical tips from a biblical perspective, as she shares all things homemaking to help you cultivate beauty and light in your heart and home. A podcast for the young and young at heart to thrive in the blessed calling as a homemaker and to bring glory to God. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. This is episode number 138. Well, phew, yeah, Thanksgiving week is over. That doesn't mean our heart needs to stop being thankful, though. Yeah, it was busy. It was nice, though, to have family visit. It was our first Thanksgiving in the South. What a difference. It wasn't cold. Well, I guess it's cooler now than it was when we got here back in the beginning of summer. But it was warm compared to the Thanksgivings up in the North. I hear there's already snow up there and ice and, well, it got a little warm Thanksgiving weekend and it all melted, which it does this time of year. But, oh, we had a wonderful time here. It's just nice to have sunny days and beautiful fall colors on the trees still. I mean, come on, it's still fall. It's still autumn. Winter doesn't start until December, until December 21st. Here we are at the end of November. Where did this year go? My goodness. I asked my husband that the other night when we were out looking at Christmas lights in our new city. After a busy Thanksgiving weekend, it was nice to just step out and look around and see what this town does at Christmas time. I really love that our nation has put a day of Thanksgiving before the Christmas holiday to get our hearts into a position of thankfulness. A heart that is in love with Jesus will be thankful and will worship and raise praise every day because we have much to be thankful for. It was a blessing to sit at the kids' table this year at Thanksgiving and listen to all the little hearts express their thankfulness. One thing that all of us agreed upon was being thankful for a new church and a new church family here in town. Being in a new place, it's difficult to find a new church. So this one happened so quickly, and it's something that we all really, really appreciate. It's nice to have a church family, uh, people that will hold us accountable and we can hold them accountable to get to know new people. I mean, that's why God put us here, to spend time with others. Iron sharpens iron, so sparks may fly, but that's human nature. We're all learning to be more like Jesus. None of those sparks have flown here, though. We are still in the honeymoon period of a brand new church. And should the Lord tarry, I pray that it remains that way. In our own home, we have shifted now from Thanksgiving to yesterday being the first day of Advent. I was raised in a German home, and Advent was a wonderful time to set our hearts in focus towards the day of Christ's birth. 
Since my mom died a few years ago, there's a bit of nostalgia still here left at the Advent season for me as far as the music is concerned. My uh, mom would play the German Christmas music, and I find some on YouTube and love to listen to those. And now switching gears to Luke chapter 1, we left off after, well... (laughs) Zechariah was speechless because he had doubted what the angel had told him. And then we moved on and realizing that this is a true story. And this is something that the Jews, the Hebrews were waiting for, for over 400 years to hear something from God. And here Zechariah cannot even share it easily. The angel told Zechariah that his wife, who was very old, they both were, was going to have a child. And guess what? It actually came to be. It really happened. The story continues, and now another person has been told by an angel that something very extravagant is going to happen. And yet, the response is different. Here, Mary is told by the angel that she will have a child. And she doesn't understand how this is going to happen because she knows she's a virgin. So she asks the angel, how how is this going to happen? I I don't understand this. But asking to understand is different than asking because you doubt. So the angel goes on to tell Mary how this will happen and that this child inside of her shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. The angel also told Mary that her cousin Elizabeth was also pregnant with a child. And verse 37 says, For God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And after that, the angel departs. And today we begin in verse 39. And Mary arose. This is now Luke chapter 1, verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went in unto the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zechariah and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't sound like Mary wasted a moment at all. She quickly ran to the city of Judah where she knew Zechariah and Elizabeth lived, and she went to go see these things that had been told to her. I think I would be running to my cousin's home and throwing open the door and calling for her, saying, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, guess what? I have been told. Where are you? And as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary, the baby inside of her jumped. And at that moment, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, remember, this is still pre New Testament times. So the Holy Spirit did not reside in everyone. The Holy Spirit came upon people. And at this moment, the Holy Spirit came 
upon Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had a few things to say. Verse 42 of Luke chapter 1 continues, And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she that believed for there shall be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Here we have the confirmation for both of these women and their children as they meet and hear each other's voices. Oh, what a glorious time of Thanksgiving that must have been. Family visits and family time together filled with Thanksgiving. Wow, just like our week last week, wasn't it? Well, all this thanksgiving turned to praise in Mary's heart. What a good place to change our heart, our focus from thanksgiving to praise as the Christmas season comes upon us. Here, Mary speaks of her praise for her Lord, for her God. In verse 46 of Luke chapter 1, this is known as the Magnificat. And Mary says, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God and my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him, from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy." as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with Elizabeth about three months, and then returned to her own house. Mary praises God for all that he has done. And this passage is also filled with so much Old Testament imagery, especially here, verse 54 and 55, she as a young girl, knows exactly what God is doing. He has helped Israel. He has remembered Israel in his mercy, she says. And as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, remember the promise that God told Abraham? He said that he would bless the whole world through Abraham. And here, Mary is a part of that. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall when Mary and Elizabeth were sharing stories back and forth at that time. For, you know, remember, Zechariah couldn't say anything, so there was no conversation going on there. But all good things must come to an end. In the olden days, women would remain at home for their last six months of pregnancy. They would be confined by choice at home 
At about three months, Mary would be showing now, so she is on her way back home, and soon Elizabeth will be giving birth. It's good to point out that this was not something that was forced upon Mary. Mary yielded unto God what he said would happen. She surrendered her heart and said, whatever he, Jesus, says to you, do it. She did this willingly. She became the one and only woman to have a virgin birth. Yes, I know that's something that people argue about because they don't want to believe what the scriptures say. But I take the Bible as God's truth. And what he says is truth. In the word, it even says that God is truth. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, it does say in the Bible, there is no God. But if you read the entire verse, it says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Have you ever tried to put together a recipe without instructions at all? Or have you tried to put furniture together without instructions or had to try it because the instructions were in a language that you didn't understand? Well, the Bible has been written in almost every single language on this earth. Well, here in this Bible, we have the instructions, and it's written probably in your language as well. And with these instructions for life, with these love letters from God, we can find out what his will is for our heart, for our homes, and for our life. Yes, you can chuck it, toss it out of your life, rip out a page, and don't believe that one, throw the whole thing away, and disregard it. But life will be difficult without the instruction manual that our Father, our God, the loving God, who had the Bible written for us so that we would know how to live. Life isn't perfect. We aren't perfect. Only God is perfect. Yes, life is hard, but God is good. And while we're talking about a difficult life, I would ask you to pray with me for those over in India. There was a an issue, something that happened there just the other day. One of the children from the orphanage of the, um, the Sunday school there, who usually plays outside with the other children, was bitten by a snake and died almost instantly. Please remember his family and friends and especially all the other children who played with him and loved him. Please ask God to comfort their hearts at this difficult time. You may have difficult things going on in your life right now. I know it's Christmas. I know it's the Christmas season, but pain happens all the time. So know that I'm praying for you and asking God to comfort your heart and to remember that he is always with you and he will never forsake you. You can find comfort in the arms of Jesus. If you need someone to talk to, just check out my blog at momentswithmoni.com. My email address is there and telephone number. You can give me a call or text or an email. But above and beyond that, Jesus is always available for you to talk to. He bends down low to hear you when you pray. So until next time, remember to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it 
are the issues of life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moments with Moni. If you would like more information, I invite you to check out the show notes on the podcast or the blog at momentswithmoni.com. And please, share it with a friend.